Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to Career Insights 501 and I'm Dr. Loso. Today we have a special guest with us, Dee Hoke, and she is the founder of Fire Within um, Coaching. So she's going to talk to us about coaching and finding your purpose and how she found her purpose and that journey that led up into her starting this amazing business. So Dee, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This is great. I love it. Um, I, I love what you're doing as well. Just, you know, highlighting careers and stuff, because it's kind of hard to <laughs> to find what yeah. you're supposed to do, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm, my name is Dee. I'm from uh, New York. So I moved um, to Virginia about 19 years ago. Um, so I've been living the, you know, the Southwest Virginian life with, you know, the mountains and the hiking um, so I have two children and I also have two dogs <laughs> and a husband, let's not forget him. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, I really, you know, am now, um, 42. So I'm really at the point of my now focusing on, uh, you know, I did all the work to get myself right, um, to this point. So now I'm really focusing on empowering other people and helping them, um, you know, reach new heights because when mm -hmm. we put ourselves in boxes, uh, we're really limiting ourselves um, and our capability and also what we can give to the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's actually uh, I, I, like that, that was a lot just in your intro about like Sorry. my thoughts. And, <laughs> and um, I mean, no, it's great because it just got my mind. Like, I think really? we're on so many of the same wavelengths because right. um, I'll be 40 here in a few months. And I think I'm kind of like at that same spot in my career or like just in life. Um, it, you put in, I feel like all this time for corporate America in it's, I think for most people, I, but at least I'll speak for me, um, mm -hmm. not that satisfactory, you know, to some degree it is. But then for me, it's just like, I, I have so much more than what I'm coming in here doing every day. Like that's a big issue right now with me and my, current job is I feel like a lot of wasted talent you know I was like I started a podcast I started a business I do all these graphics I wrote this book and I'm basically I feel like and I told this to my boss I feel like a um a secretary no no disrespect to any administrative assistance or anything but I spent 13 years in college to become a, a expert in a specific field and and um so yeah and you know um I think it's great with what you have, have going on and I'd love to hear more about your story. So yeah. um, could you tell us a little bit more about your educational background and how that may or may have not played into um, getting you to where you are now? Yeah, um, so it absolutely played a role um, in my case. Um, so I actually, <laughs> I tried college three times. Um, mm. So the first time um, I was right out of high school um, I didn't have a lot of direction, didn't have drive, um, just kind of wanted to do what I wanted to do and be left alone. Um, so I immediately, you know, started working after I dropped out the first time um, Then I went back and I dropped out again. Um, but for both of those, um, I went for humanities. Uh, so okay. it was always um, it was always psychology, humanities, sociology, all of that related. So it was always about people. Um, but I also 
was really lost at that time and didn't really know. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I want. Um, so, but again, I went right into life, started working, um, and really started that decline in my own mental health because I was doing what I was supposed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I was going, going to, to work, I was having the family. Um, I was, you know, being a good wife, a mother and, you know, worker and everything else, but there was always something missing. Um, so I went back to school when I was 30. Um, oh. And yeah, and I went to associate's degree at physically in class. And that was, mm-hmm. that was challenging. Um, that was very challenging for me, um, especially because um, I feel like my mind kept tripping me up like, oh, wait, no, you're not 18 years old. Remember, you're like 30. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're 30. Like, this is what you do. Like, you go to school, you come back and, you know, you work, you take care of your kids and that's what you do. Um, mm. So I did that for 12 years. I went to school, got my master's degree in executive leadership. Um, and of course my associates and my bachelor's as well. Um, and then I got my coaching. Um, I was still lost though. And I was also burnt out. So mm. fast forward to August of, um, 2022, you know, right fresh off of the pandemic, uh, you know, the whole world is, you know, screwed up, um, mm-hmm. you know, in one way or another, everybody's kind of struggling to find who they are. And like you, I had that moment where I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like I just spent 12 years working on a degree that I don't use. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a job that I'm not made for. Um, you know, I am a free spirit and, mm-hmm. you know, and there's not a lot of room for free spirits currently in corporate America. Right. Yeah. So that was sort of my struggle. So I said, screw it. I'm going to change, I'm going to change it and I'm going to use everything that I know because there's a lot of struggle within there as well. I'm going to use my education. I'm going to use, you know, the career journey and everything and I'm going to help people. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did it. I quit my job. I didn't have a plan, um, which was awful. Um, (laughs) So it was a little impulsive. I do have to admit, but um, I felt the weight of just, and the pressure of corporate America just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like, I, I felt like for the first time in 12 years, I could actually see. I could actually mm-hmm. see myself and how I show up in the world. Um, coaching had a lot to do with that because when you go through a coaching program, it, you're really just self-coaching. You're learning how to self-coach. You're learning how to um, really interact with people, um, mm-hmm. which especially after COVID is great because, you know, we kind of, at least I forgot how to really communicate with people. <laughs> um, but then I, so I started my company and I um, am dedicated to helping other people um, maybe shorten the journey a little bit. It was a long journey. Um, and I really did burn myself out. Um, hence fire within coaching, um, because mm-hmm. I found my fire. Um, mm-hmm. I found my fire within myself by doing the work. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I want other people to, to do is I want to help people do that. That was a super long explanation. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, that's great. <laughs> I love the the um, meaning behind the name. I think that's that's great. Like, yeah, that's a great great name for your company, and you Thank know, you. that's your mission. 
for what you want to achieve with your company. Um, I know we're going to get into your the business part of of what you do in a little bit later on, but I did wanted to ask right now because you talked about how you were um, lost during it. I guess that first part of your educational journey. Do you think that's something that, well, not do you think, is that something that your company um, helps people figure out um, or, or helps, I guess, shorten or eliminate that confusion? Yeah. Is that something that, okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we, we do. So, um, so, of course, at the end of the day, we are coaching. That's what we're there for. We don't want to have to, we don't want to give you the answers because the answers are already in so really, um, you know, the, we also do mentoring and teaching and stuff like that, but with mm-hmm. coaching, I'm really just asking you questions about what makes you happy, what makes mm-hmm. you joyful and just looking at it from a different perspective. Um, so, and when you have, when, when you're ready for that mind shift and you're ready to look through things with a different lens, um, you know, it, it really does. It's life-changing because you're looking at it, you're looking at it from, not from your childhood trauma, not from, you know, your, you know, whatever it is that you have in society, you're just looking at it raw. You're looking at yourself, you're looking at your emotions without anything else. Um, and it's very difficult, um, but it is 100% worth it. So that's what yeah. we walk people through. Okay. And something like when you you say you just like up and quit corporate America, I think that, you know, some people might say it's crazy, but I think that's like really brave because a lot of people, um, I think, get held back from moving into purpose or into something that they want to do or try or starting their own business just because they have that security of corporate America. And especially if you have a job that's pretty, you know, paying you pretty well and you mm-hmm have to start from scratch and, you know, with a lot of businesses, how they fail and get that income and clientele. So I think it's actually pretty brave, um, you know, to, to, to just up and quit and start a business like that, you know, so um, congrats on that. It it was really needed. Um, And Mm -hmm. I would ask your viewers. So if you are in that position, um, I would say, what's the cost? Yeah. You have a really great job. Um, but what are you not fulfilling in your life? What cost are you playing to stay in a role that you're not necessarily made for? Um, mm-hmm. And for myself, it was my mental health. Yeah, yeah. I think that it, that's becoming a, a thing with me in, in my current situation. And yeah. I don't want to necessarily admit it. So I have a, a this whole <laughs> thing in my head where it's just kind of like, not admitting to like weaknesses or, or things like that, but I'm coming more to grips with just accepting things for the way that, that they are. And, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So could you, you talk about like your, I guess your more, your corporate experience and how that you, you know, you came to the realization that this wasn't for me, what were you doing before you started your own, um, business? Talk about that a little bit more. So I've done a few things. So I worked in healthcare um, for an amazing, you know, uh, healthcare system here in Virginia. And the problem is that it wasn't, it wasn't what I was made to do. So, but I thought I was supposed to do it. So I started and I worked really hard and I still, there was something missing. I didn't feel 
I didn't feel like I fit in. Um, I didn't feel like other people thought I fit in. And I always felt like the outcast, regardless of if that was the truth or not, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't feel that I have ever really been psychologically safe in an environment. But that's not completely because of the environment. It's because of myself and my views as well, because it's the way that you view your situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did some scheduling um, and really fell in love because I was doing community outreaching before community outreach uh, before I would go into um, at risk areas and I would uh, talk about STDs and, um, you know, education and um, hepatitis C and just uh, HIV, different, um, you know, diseases where I could try to prevent it. So because I had that love, um, a very amazing doctor um, was like, hey, come work with me. Let's make a grant. Um, So Mm -hmm. we did. um, And that fulfilled some of my needs. But again, I still, it still didn't work. I was still Mm -hmm. unhappy. But I was also still going to school. So I don't, my career at this healthcare agency or at this healthcare system was going along the same time as school. So like, think, just think about that for a minute. School, work full time, Mm -hmm. two kids. I gave, um, actually gave birth to my son um, almost in the exams uh, for my associate degree. Yeah, I actually went into labor yeah Uh, yeah 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 so you know and I think that shows strength as well that you don't let certain things get in your way um so Mm -hmm. that's kind of sort of I've I've always felt like a force of nature like Mm -hmm. you know uh, I make my, my presence known whether that's a good thing or a bad thing um but I definitely um you know felt like I was not crossing the finish line, like the finish line was my purpose. And I was still over here and I stayed here really until August. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because I had that security, but I was unhappy. So Mm -hmm. is it really security if you're really not happy with yourself or your situation and you go home and it's like the same thing over and over again and you're having that same day? That's where I got to. Um, and I, I really, you know, just started disliking myself, um, mm-hmm. you know, because of it. Um, so then I decided that I would rather do learning and development because I love to teach. And that's one thing mm-hmm. that, you know, I've, I've done throughout is a lot of coaching, mentoring and teaching. Um, so I started and three days later, we were sat home because of the pandemic. So not only was I burnt out completely, 100% burnt out, starting a new career, 100% ready to do it. And then everything shuts down. So Mm -hmm. that, of course, like everyone else had something to do with, you know, me trying to find purpose um, as well. So I think that catches us up. Yeah. So I did that for for two years. (laughs) I did that for two years and I, I I really do love it. I love the learning and development side of it. Um, and really taking my coaching aspect and putting it in as well and asking those tough questions, like 
what does it cost? Um, you know, asking those questions, like you said, that you don't want to admit to yourself. Um, yeah. Because that's where the good stuff is, right? That's where the yeah. gold is, where you yeah. don't want to admit it. Uh, you know, we all want to say, oh, I, you know, yes, I would stop if someone was on the the side of the road, right? And, and in trouble, I would stop for them. But would you really? How many times yeah. did I say that I would? But honestly, I don't think I, I think I've only stopped once, but I've also mm-hmm. felt other people stop for me when, you know, because I had some car problems with my son and I was stuck on the highway. So I know how that feels to to receive it, but I wasn't necessarily giving it out. So it, it's, gotcha. it's that mindset is really admitting where you could do better. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. <laughs> Yeah, it's not easy. Let, let me ask you, do you think that there's, um, I guess in a sense, when it comes to careers, I kind of categorize people into two, but now talking to you, I'm yeah. thinking of a third, but um, passion, purpose, and pay. So mm-hmm. I, do you feel like people kind of like focus their career around one of the three things, or is it that people aren't necessarily given the opportunity um, by a lot of societal standards or systems to pursue their their passion or purpose. Wow, that is a loaded question for real. Well, I mean, and it can go a lot of different ways, right? Yeah. Um, so I say what I do is passion. Passion meets purpose. Um, okay. And when I, you know, I'm I'm still brand new, so I haven't, of course, you know, made the money that I want to make, but I'm mm-hmm. believing in myself. Well, I'm believing in myself to do it. Now, did I, I? I do recommend. I do notice that I am a white lady, right? So mm-hmm. I don't have <laughs> a lot of other struggles that people would have with regular, you know, DEI. Um, so you're right sometimes with societal norms and the way that it is we not everyone is given the same chance mm-hmm. um which is what i want to stop i want to give everyone the same chance i want to offer it to everybody regardless um so and then you have the pay absolutely i, I mean i was stuck in a career that i didn't want because it paid well um mm-hmm. that passion and purpose weren't there um but the problem is is people will say oh yes I I have the passion, but I don't have the pay or I have the purpose. Yeah. But I don't have the pay or I have the pay, but I don't have the passion or the purpose. And it doesn't need to be one or one or the other. And I think that that talks to societal standards as well, um, because we were I had heard you say that you were a millennial, a millennial as well. Right. You're going to be 40. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, you know, I don't know how it was when you were growing up, but when I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of choice. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you know, I grew up, um, you know, my parents are Italian immigrants, uh, you know, first, so I'm first generation, uh, you know, grew up with immigrant parents and it was, it was different. I always felt different than a lot of the other kids, even though I really wasn't, mm. but I felt different. So that was, that wasn't maybe, maybe that was an external barrier, but for me, that was a very real internal barrier, barrier as mm-hmm. well. Um, but again, you don't have to choose passion or purpose. You just have to make your choice and find the available tools because someone is out there that's going to help you. And if there isn't mm-hmm. someone, someone, then you do it yourself. 
And that's essentially mm-hmm. what I did where I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, nobody wants to, you know, help me grow. Well, because it's not anybody's job to help me grow. It's my own, <laughs> it's my own job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you say that because I was trying to explain this to somebody late last year um, mm-hmm. in their, what's the generation, Gen Z. And um, I was telling them, I was like, I'm just not really comfortable with getting in front of my, my cell phone and making these videos and posting them. I was like, because we actually like just talked to people back then. It wasn't like talking to devices or things, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, but there is just, I was like, I felt like when I was growing up, it was just this go to college and you'll get a good job. And by the time you finished up college with the onset of like the internet and social media, the world right. had changed so much oh, yeah. that it was just different for everybody. You know, right. we were coming into streaming and like just right. everything. And so like the able the ability to connect with people from just around the world and go online and search and, and gain these tools and information right. is just totally, totally different from, um, you know, yeah. the time that I graduated high school to when I, you know, finished college. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and that's so true. And that's, you know, I have a nephew that just actually entered the, um, you know, the workforce. So mm-hmm. he's that same age. And of course, you know, um, I'm, what did they call it? A geriatric millennial, I believe is, is, is the term, <laughs> um, which I'll take it. I'll take it. It means I have wisdom. Um, but you know, I have, he's, he's just starting and I see, you know, he goes out there and he's sort of, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to get a good job. And if somebody doesn't treat me, wait, I'm going to quit and go to another one. And I think like that was so not okay when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, why yeah. aren't you staying at a job? Because I had a lot of jobs. Like, I had <laughs> a lot of jobs. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why I really stayed in a job, uh, in a career that wasn't right for me. Because, again, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Because mm-hmm. what my parents taught me was to survive. To mm-hmm. get your money, survive, pay for what you pay for, pay for what you pay for. There's no extras. Like you're just surviving. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that is the norm or was the norm. And now yeah. we're shifting. So when you talk about workplace, you talk about that mentality where you're just supposed to do your job, shut up and be done. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not okay for this new generation. And it's not okay for me um, mm-hmm. either because yeah, um, you know, baby boomers and everyone else, they had to survive, but like, look at how much it affected our generation Mm -hmm. of millennials. Um, Because then we were just expected, we were raised differently. And then we were expected just to go in the workforce. Well, Mm -hmm. we can't expect Gen Z to do the same thing. We can't expect them to just go into the workforce and be okay with the way that everything was when they have parents that probably taught them that it's not okay, that you have to to stand up for yourself. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the viewpoint I have for that. Let me me ask you this. Do you find it with yourself or maybe with clients or just people in our age? I feel like millennials are kind of like this transitional um, generation. (laughs) It's kind of like we were raised this way and we ushered in this technology and we know how to do things like on both sides of the fence and we can see logic in how the older generation did things or their viewpoints and how the younger generation, like I feel like I'm stuck in the middle 
yep. all the time, like towing the line. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, that's very accurate. Um, you know, like I, my parents had me late in life. So like my sisters were, you know, born in the early seventies, late sixties, and I was born in 81. So, you know, it's, I had a lot of their influences as well, but then of course mm-hmm. I had, you know, the millennial inf- influence at school. Um, but then I also, I, I had a few really good people when I was growing up that I could go and talk to. Um, so that was, that was very helpful as well. But I, I mean, I just, I don't feel that life is here to make it, to be unhappy where right. we live you know, we're born, we live, we die. Well, there's a mm. whole lot of shit in the middle, right? Like, there's a <laughs> yeah. whole bunch of it. Um, you know, so like, that's what we need to be focusing on. Um, yeah. And I think that you brought up a great point. I think with the millennials, um, at least from my observation, there's a lot of fear because there's a lot mm-hmm. of fear from breaking what the norm was, which the norm, let's be honest, gave a lot of us some, you know, really big mental issues, whether it be Mm -hmm. self-esteem or, or anything like that. Um, You know, I I feel like that's kind of when ADHD was sort of born um, as well. (laughs) You know, now it's like everyone um, has it because it's true because everyone's brain is differently. So yeah, maybe you might have the same tendencies. Um, But again, that was just, it was just so vanilla back then mm-hmm. everything had to be a certain way um you know like i had one um i graduated with one african-american person one. Oh wow yeah one um you know and i i hung out with more of the city kids but it's just the diversity of just one um that that is part that's the problem because that's mm-hmm. how a lot of people grew up, right? They yeah. grew up with not facing the diversity and the inclusion and just having that privilege and not even knowing that they had it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I just went off on a tangent. Sorry. No, no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm loving it. <laughs> hey, this is D Hoke, and you're listening to Career Insights 501 with Dr. Loso. So if you wanted to like talk more about how you um, made that transition from corporate America to your business. Yeah. And I know you said that you like there was a more of a personal story yeah. around that. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it, it honestly is a personal story. Um, you know, I moved here to Virginia as a northerner, um, a New mm. Yorker, you know, so when I came here, there was already this, this judgment, right? We already judge people um, when we see them and everybody does it. I don't care who you are, you judge a person. Um, It's what you do after that judgment comes in your mind that really Mm -hmm. matters. Um, But, and I, I mean, I just had this downward spiral of just feeling bad about myself. Um, and I would put myself in situations where I knew I would feel worse about myself, but I still did it because I thought that's what I was supposed to do because I moved here. I wanted to be friends with everybody. Um, you know, and I still do, you know, um, I want to be, I want 
of course I want people to like me. Um, now I don't really give a shit, but before like I wanted people, I don't, um, but I wanted people, you know, to like me. So I kind of morphed and changed into something that I wasn't. So I like this, this aura that wasn't me was sort of taking over my place. And then 12 years later, I didn't know who I was, where I was or what I was doing. Um, so I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel you on that. So for me, you have like, you know, we talked about it before we started, like a lot, like big energy. Do you think that yeah. that's an issue in, in corporate America? 100%. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see it. I feel like you definitely have to kind of like, if you, now me personally, I'm, I feel like a really chill person um, unless I get around like the right people and yeah. get to having a good time. But I definitely think in corporate America, you have to like make yourself smaller in a sense. I don't really know, yeah. like subdue some of that energy. So, because um, I could definitely see why um, a, lo a lot of people will probably be looking at you like, you know, because you yeah. just, and I love it, you know, it, it <laughs> just makes work fun. It makes hanging out fun yeah. when somebody has all that energy like that. Cause you're just sitting around the office and yeah. people are just like, like a piece of office equipment or something sitting right. in there. So, you know, you want, at least I do, I want yeah. somebody with that, that energy. So I was just curious uh, as to, like, to what you thought about that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it, so honestly, <laughs> honestly, I like, I found that my positive bubbly nature, um, because I'm also very assertive and sometimes mm. I can come across as aggressive. Um, so I think that that is, it's welcomed in corporate America because they want it, but then when they have it, they don't know what to do with it. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, that's part of, um, you know, I have a leadership program and that's why I, I start with personalities um, because you have to know your personality. If someone tells you, this is who I am, I'm a nice and bubbly person, you can't expect them to come at work and start being miserable. They're going to be bubbly um, <laughs> yeah. until they have a reason not to. And when your most bubbly person is no longer <laughs> being bubbly, that is a it's red flag. Yeah, yeah, that's a red flag. Um, but again, that was just that mindset of trying to fit in a box that you were not made for. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't made to be put in a box. I say I was made to break the box. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't made to just to do that. That's not my personality. So that's why you have to understand personalities in order to be a leader or in order to work with people, because you have to be able to adjust yourself and really show them empathy. Um, mm -hmm. and it's hard when someone, maybe they're bubbly and they annoy the shit out of you, um, you know, because they're so bubbly, like it's hard to give that person empathy. Um, and, yeah. and otherwise as a bubbly person, it's hard to give someone empathy that always shows up to work miserable or what you perceive as miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's going back to that corporate America and saying, no, we're not going to, we're not doing it that way anymore. Um, we want people to be happy. We want people mm -hmm. to bring their energy. And if that person is great at working and maybe just, you know, not 
doesn't have maybe the personality I want, help them find where they belong. Um, because making yourself small, like you said, is going to lead to mental health issues mm-hmm. and it's, it's not healthy for you speaking from experience, not helpful, <laughs> not helpful at all. Um, and, and that's why I really say, you know, I want to empower people to figure out what lights their fire, what lights your fire, mm-hmm. what gets you up every morning. Um, and it 98% of the time it is not your job. Actually, we'll say mm-hmm. 96, 95% of the time. Um, cause I actually saw something that said, of people in the world, so we have over 7 billion people, only 5% actually follow their dreams. Oh, wow. So what's the other 95% doing? They might be happy. (laughs) I mean, and they might be happy. Like, lots of people like that small, you know, it's not for me. Um, But a a lot of people, they're okay with that. And and Mm -hmm. that's okay. And those are the corporate America people that you want. You want the people that are mm-hmm. going to come in every day. They're going to work. They're not going to complain. But what's going on? What What are they not saying? That's what I'm. That's what I'm with. And that's why psychological safety is really, you know, the foundation where I need to be able to show up at work as who I am, and be accepted for who I am, and voice my opinion without feeling like oh my gosh, I'm going to get in trouble now, or so-and-so is going to be me right, right now, yeah. or, you know, stuff like that. It takes that yeah. pettiness and the politicalness and all of that just shit out of it. Um, yeah. And you're just really looking at the person for how they bring value to your team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because someone could not, you know, someone could be have that, you know, trying try, Charlie Brown, I guess a Charlie Brown attitude. Someone can have that Charlie Brown <laughs> attitude, but, you know, really, you know, be, you know, be happy, but it doesn't look like they're happy, but it is yeah. happy. And how do you mm-hmm. fix that? You communicate, you talk to people. Mm-hmm. And for me, you be that assert, tactful, assertive communicator, because mm-hmm. most communications happen because we don't say what's on our minds, because we don't know how. Because you never know how the other person's going to handle it. You look at society, people that do say something, they get, you know, just pummeled in comments and negativity and everything when they try to say something to, you know, that they're just speaking their opinion. You don't have to like it. Um, And you also don't have to belittle them. Um, And I would say if you do belittle them, bullies, that's what it is, is bullying. Mm -hmm. If you do bully someone, you better look inside because it means something's broken inside. Mm -hmm. If you're going to bully people for just being themselves. Yeah. It's funny because like you look, I look at the comment section. I was like, why did they even take the time to leave this comment? (laughs) It didn't add anything to the conversation. Nothing positive, at least, you know. But Um, think of how many people say, well, I'm just here for the comments. So, you know, you look at people, people like that. People like the drama, you know, um, the Kardashians. People Mm -hmm. like the Kardashians, right? Because they're, you know, (laughs) they they have money. They live their life the way that they want, you know, but are they really happy? 
And that's, you know, that's where it comes down to is when you allow other people to define who you are, um, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be happy. You need to find that within yourself. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. So I do want to get into your 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 <laughs> your business that the yeah. fire within. Yeah, um yeah. but no, I'm I'm actually loving this and I want to talk more about it. I'm happy yeah, to have you on again so we could just talk about all the crazy stuff. Um, well, and you could be on my podcast too. Yeah. So, there I'm, you I'm go. I'll let you plug your podcast and yeah. and <laughs> and everything and talk about that. We're going to get yeah. we're going to get into all of it. All right. Um and I definitely want to keep you on after um mm-hmm. We end the show to talk to talk to you about a couple of things. Yeah, um, but I wanted to ask you what was that aha moment for you when you were going through that coaching and you saying, "Ah, this is this is it. Like this is like my purpose. I understand what my purpose. Like, what was that moment for you?" Oh man! So I feel like there's a lot of those moments when mm. I mean it's a it was a six month program coaching program that I got into. So, you know, there was the beginning, there wasn't a lot of, it it was learning how to be a coach. And then you go internal after that. So when we got, I think it was like week, I think it was like halfway through and I was just like, Oh my God, like this makes sense because it was, it was two people were doing like a mock, um, interview and I was listening to them and it came to my mind. I was like, fear, that's their problem. It's fear. It wasn't their problem. It was my problem. Mm. Um, And, you know, so I think that when you're asking yourself those difficult questions, that's where the aha moment happens. So for me, it wasn't just one after, you know, it wasn't here's, here's an aha moment. Now my life has changed. It's here's a ha ha, an aha moment. How <laughs> do, yeah, a ha ha moment. <laughs> well, I'm that too. But here's an aha moment. And it's for me, it was realizing, you know, that maybe I'm not the person that I claim to be. Um, you know, I claim to be, uh, you know, someone, and I'm just using this as, you know, an example, I claim to be someone that likes football, but you know what? I really don't like football. So why do I claim that I like football? Like, I think that was my thing was, was why do I say I like something when I don't, why do I not just say I don't? I don't like it. That's not for me. So for me, it was, it was really, this is who I am. This is the cup of tea that I'm at, you know, lots of caffeine. If you don't (laughs) like my cup of tea, let me help you find another cup of tea. Because if I'm not your Mm -hmm. cup of tea, you're probably not mine either. And I think that that was a big uh moment because, you know, as coaches, you want to say, I want to help everybody. Well, you know what? that's kind of setting yourself up for failure because I know I can't help everybody because not everybody mm-hmm. likes my personality. It's not for everybody. Um, a lot of people don't like my energy. Um, a lot of people love my energy. A lot of people get pumped up. So it's really, for me, it was finding those, finding those people that wanted to be in my presence. That was mm-hmm. the, that was the hardest thing. And of course I found them within my cohort but I realized like, that's, that's what I was missing. Um, and then when it came to, you know, 
me just leaving, um, that was a huge aha moment. Cause I was sitting in, in a meeting and I was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. I know that's horrible, but I just swore. Sorry. But I, Oh, well, I've been time, so, um, you know, I, I just got to the point where I was like, I don't care anymore. I don't care what I'm supposed to be. I want to be what I'm, what, you know, I decide that I want to be. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, of course you have all those, in, in, when I just said that I thought about Eminem because he says that in one of his songs, like I'm going to be what I set out to be. You know? Oh yeah. Um, and he's actually a great example of authenticity. The authenticity mm. because the, some people like them, some people don't. Um, yeah. You know, and that's I think I feel like most people are like that, right? Because we always say, you know, we always have these things. Oh my gosh, they killed someone! I can't believe they killed someone. They're such a nice person. Do you know what goes on in their head? Yeah, you don't <laughs> exactly. You don't exactly. Yeah, but I, I think that's good advice. What you said about the, um, you know, people. Not you know that you can't help everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club, that's something that I came to realize is that um, like as individuals who are in these type of roles in life that try to help people, mm-hmm. that you can't help everybody, um, mm-hmm. even if they're within that space of just say the Boys and Girls Club. We have kids yeah. at the Boys and Girls Club that need yeah. help with school or whatever. And I connected more with the little boys at the Boys and Girls mm-hmm. Club and the girls connected more with my assistants. And I guess it was more like a big brother, big sister. Like they, I was teaching middle okay. school. So they were in that crazy age when they were leaving childhood and going into mm-hmm. kind of like teenagers. Mm-hmm. And it was, I guess, looking more for guidance and helping them understand who they were and what they were going through as a a little boy or a boy yeah. or a girl or a young man, or, you know? And yeah. so and, and I had to come to that realization where it's like, I'm not really, I, I connected with my girls. Great. Like, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't on that same level as the, um, as the boys. And that's something that I had to realize is just that yeah. you can't, um, you can't help everybody. And mm-hmm. me personally, I'm very um, straightforward and mm-hmm. blunt and, a lot of people don't like that. And that's just how I am. So in corporate America, I get caught up in this thing where I'm like stumbling over my words because I'm trying to make it like all soft and pretty. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck, I just want to just yeah. say, say like, this is what it is. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. yeah. And you can't say this is stupid in corporate America. Mm-hmm. You just have to say, you know, something yeah. around. You, you, like... Yeah. You have to make yourself small. Um, and that's, I mean, that's everywhere. So like with my podcast, I've been talking, just like with yours, I've been talking to people around the world, right? Mm. It's the same issues. It's not just America, like corporate America. It's just mm. corporate in corporate. general. Um, you know, they're, they're say, I mean, of course, corporate America is their own thing, but there is definitely something to that, you know, mind frame or that mindset of, corporate needs to be this way work needs Mm. to be this way see like in my it's still that generation of you know girls have to wear pantyhose and guys have to wear suits and and all that well you know what I don't want to wear pantyhose you know (laughs) I I want to wear what I want to I want to wear a sundress and some flip-flops and show up at work um 
<laughs> so, <laughs> and that's a part of I, your identity as well, like clothes, you know, like I have um, a specific style. Um, it's evolved through the years, but I have, you know, a specific style and corporate America is just not that I'm not mm. a suits person. You know, I'm more, more of a sneakers and hoodie person, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'd rather, you know, throw on, you know, some Nike sneakers and, you know, my headphones and just, you know, but yeah. that you can't do that at work because you have, you have to talk to people because that's why you're, you're there. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but not everybody has that personality either. Yeah. So let's, let's get into your, <laughs> your, your, your company, the fire with I don't want to run out, run out of time. Oh, you're fine, you're fine, um, fine. <laughs> um, it's just the message that I'm happy about. It's not even, um, like, yeah, of course I want people to come and, you know, have, you know, help my business thrive but the biggest thing is just um i want to spark something in someone right mm -hmm. so if you're listening to this and you're unsure um i get my fulfillment by even if i don't know that you're you're going to make your life better i feel i'm telling myself that that you're going to make your life better um mm -hmm. and it really is that fulfillment but i thank you for letting me plug my business <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I really want you to talk about like, more about in detail, like the services that you offer, mm -hmm. because kind of like I was saying in the beginning, like I, I, I'm grateful to have people like you on here okay. because um, it helps people find their purpose, and that's a big part of me starting like official insight because yeah. I wanted people to know what this job was like instead of getting into a position and or a role and it's just like okay this is not what i was expecting so i'll right. use myself for an example and i feel like um you know my life's tragedies is part of my purpose so i can understand yeah. like what i need to do so mm -hmm. thank you god um yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i get it <laughs> it's hard being human you know it's, it, it is it's very complex and hard to be human and in bringing that humanity back into the workplace, that's where mm -hmm. that, yeah. that's, that's what we do, um, mm -hmm. and part of what we do. Um, so we um, help organizations really bring that humanity in by teaching them um, how to really know themselves. How, how do you know yourself? Who are you? What what are you doing um, with your life? You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that. So hold on, I lost. Oh, there you are. So a lot of people don't know how to, you know, how do I fix my organization? We've been, we've been like this, you know, for 20 years. How do we, how do we fix it? Um, so we, that's what we teach people. We teach people about personalities. We teach people about um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, which are you familiar with that? Yes. It's been yeah. around for a while, but a lot yes. of people don't know about it. Yeah, that's huge for me, um, which I have a whole lesson uh, for that mm -hmm. leadership program because w we are social beings, first of all. And yes. we also have gotten to some twisted up version that we don't need other people. Um, but we do. Yeah. We like do I need tell other a friend. No man is an island. The saying no man is an island. So yeah. I love yep. that. Yeah. And so that's what I want to do. I want to, you know, come in there and I want to take your burned out matches and I want to relight them. 
I want to take your matches that have never been burnt and never been burned at all. I want to light them. And I want you as a leader to then do that for your team. Um, okay. Because that's the only way that we're going to change the corporate America um, is if we understand each other as humans mm-hmm. um, and we understand really what 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 need are you trying to fulfill um, by, you know, your actions and your behaviors. Um, so one activity that we do is um, so you identify what your personalities are. And then you look at the you look at the personalities that you don't identify with, and then you figure out a plan how to meet in the middle. And mm. I like that because it gives in our leadership program it gives leaders tangible things to go back to their team and you know reflect on the questions and then implement it um, mm. because it like the foundation of psychological safety, like I cannot tell you how important this is. Um, Because if you don't feel like you're respected or you have a voice, you're not going to speak. And then 30 years later, we're running into the same issues. Um, Mm -hmm. So trying to bring that passion and purpose into the workplace um, and that understanding of each other um, and, and really understanding how judgment works like how do you judge people um you know if you don't like someone and you think they're annoying when they come in what goes through your head are you mm-hmm. more apt to listen to the person that doesn't annoy the shit out of you or are you more apt to listen to the person that does so it's mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's really looking at it from from that perspective um and then I also um we do individual um coaching as well where it's really just who do you want to be mm-hmm. who are you who do you want to be how do you get there i want to help you get there because i felt for so long that no one helped me um which was not true because i did mm-hmm. have people that helped me but i still had that mindset because that's what i had become accustomed to so i want to break that cycle and break that mindset um so with the individual, I want to challenge you. I want, well, with everyone, I want to challenge you. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. If you say, oh, I'm stupid. Really? You're stupid? <laughs> Are you? Tell me, what have you accomplished in your life? Well, I have a master's degree. I've, I, you know, I came up with this. Well, man, a stupid person couldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, and looking at it from that challenging which again that comes off as aggressive for some people but Mm -hmm. challenging it for me is the only way that i learned it so i essentially set up this company to give people the services that i wish i had um and really pushing that authenticity um and then i also have my podcast um so my podcast, I created it for happiness. I created it because I said, I cannot be the only person in the world (laughs) that feels this way. I cannot be the only person in the world that has just dropped everything and said, this is who I want to be. Um, And I'm not. And, you know, through my podcast, I found other people that 
really inspire me um, and can inspire other people as well. Um, people that are passionate about all sorts of kind of things, um, you know, from stuff to podcast, from podcasting um, to, uh, I think I had a farmer. Um, I had some other, um, I had someone with, no, I did not end up interviewing that person. Never mind. Um, but yeah, so I had a lot of different, I have a lot of different people on there and that really speaks to the community that I mm -hmm. want to build. I want to build a community where everybody has their fire lit, where everybody's trying to light other people's fires. Um, and that, that's what drives me is the fact that even if there's a little bit of change, that's more change than we had before. Yeah. So that's, that's what drives me and my company. Um, so we also do training services. Um, so if okay. you say, well, you know what? I don't want the, the coaching stuff. I just want you to teach me about it. I could do that as well. Um, so I could just teach you about it if that's what you want. Um, but if the coaching part comes up, or if, if it comes up that, you know, with questions, hey, how do I deal with this situation? Well, that's a little different because in order to deal with, you know, these situations, you have to have those personal skills. You have to know what personality you're dealing with. You have to know where the other person is coming from and really empathize with them. That's all great stuff. Thank you. That's, that's, that's a lot, you know. Thank um, you. Thank you. So. I wanted to ask you, um, do you have like your processes or methods patent or um, trademark? I don't. No, I, I okay. don't. And that's a, that's an act. So when you just said that, my mind, I was like, oh, he's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could give me some tips. I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> no, so the reason I was asking, because I didn't really think about that sort of thing until I worked at Deloitte and they have this thing called business chemistry. And mm -hmm. it's, I think, a lot, a very similar to what you're doing, but yeah. they match people with work styles and they put us in these different groups like hey this person has big energy this person doesn't this person yeah. so you should check it out i'll send you a link on it but yeah, it's do. patent or trademark and they go around and they teach it to different businesses so yeah. i was thinking i was like man this sounds like maybe something that she could um get patent or, or, or trademark <laughs> and you know it could just be yeah. something that you could have set up to where it could be um What's the word I'm trying to look? like residual income yeah. and you can also go out and um, serve it as well, but have it maybe worksheets or workbooks or yeah. something. But we can talk about that. Yeah, you know, I love it. Um, we will talk about that because <laughs> I actually do. Listen, so I have 25 ideas right here. I don't know if you can see them, but they're all right here. So <laughs> they're all above my head, just kind of waiting to be picked. So. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, that was um that, that that just got me to thinking. I, I did want to ask you um like what were some of the like trials or like things that you learned starting up your own business like for any entrepreneurs entrepreneurs <laughs> out there listening? <laughs> um, what are some advice that you can advice that you could could give them? Um. So first, change doesn't happen overnight. Um. Mm. It's change is small little habits 
that it will eventually lead to the bigger, bigger, bigger change. Um, so I think people get so caught up in this is what I'm going to do. And they forget about, well, you all have to do all this first um, before you get there. Um, also, don't quit your job without a backup. <laughs> Um, you know, have, have, have a plan. Don't, um, you know, it's working out for me, but you know, other people, it might, it might not. Um, so definitely you want to be cautious with that. Um, also give yourself compassion. Um, so I've only been a business owner for like six months. Um, and, and I've made incredible strides because of who I am as a person and how driven I am. And then I get upset when things aren't moving fast enough. And that upset, when I'm upset, that doesn't go to other people. That goes to me. And then Mm -hmm. I start having those negative conversations. Um, So keep it positive and give yourself grace. Say it's okay if I fail. Um, You know, with my podcast, like if you go and look at the first episode, I mean, I wasn't awful, but I, it wasn't great either. Um, but then I go to my last podcast. It's pretty good. It's because mm-hmm. it's the habit of doing it over and over. That's how you make change. Practice yeah. doesn't <laughs> necessarily make perfect because there's no such thing as perfect. But practice does make you better. Yeah. At one of my old jobs, they, they had the same philosophy. They, they said, actually, they said practice makes improvement. Yeah. So I was like, oh. It does. That makes more sense and practice makes perfect. Um, well, I mean, and that's, I feel like that's right there why we're in the predicament that we're in, right? Because mm-hmm. everything needs to be perfect. You can't, you know, if you're on TV, you can't show that you have, you know, wrinkles or fat or, you know, yeah. anything like that. And screw you, I'm human. If I'm going <laughs> to exactly. take my belly out and, you know, show it to the world, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, you know, so, yeah, so that's sort of the, you know, it's funny because I never was that way, but since I became a business owner, um, you know, I, I just said, this is who I am. This is who I like, who I want to be. And you might not like it and that's okay. And mm-hmm. that the that's okay part is the best advice because it is okay. And not everybody is going to get you. Not everybody is going to root for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the hardest part is finding the people that are going to root for you because those Mm -hmm. are the people that you want to hold on to and then you want to be honest with yourself about the other people in your life the environments in your life and what is going on in your life that's maybe preventing you or not Mm -hmm. making you happy yeah i would say for me uh, just as i got noted i've been surprised at the people who uh, like actually support me yep. so with the things that I do and you know just a simple thing of like resharing my podcast or yeah. listening to the first five minutes so I could get like credit or whatever for that. right 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 <laughs> a play count um and you know it's just amazing like people that you don't even really mm-hmm. talk to like I have family members that I've never met before we met on Facebook and they are just like some of the biggest supporters mm-hmm. out there and it's just like I have family members that I've known basically all my life and they don't, yeah. you know, can yeah. give two shits about what I'm doing. So it's well, like, there is a key to what you said there. So if you think about it, you said people, 
pretty much that don't see you every day, right? People that mm-hmm. are actively in your life. So they're supporting you because they don't have that judgment of you failing or you saying something wrong or you where the people that are surrounded by, not necessarily the people that you're surrounded by, but people that we surround ourselves with, those are the people that get to see us when we're not really good, right? Those are the people that get to see us slamming the doors or pulling our hair out. Um, you know, so they, they're they already having that judgment um, in their head. So that, you know, and when you look mm-hmm. at it from that perspective and the perspective of everybody just tells themselves the story, um, you know, so the people that don't support you, they're telling themselves the story of why they can't support you. The people mm-hmm. that are supporting you are telling you them uh, are telling a story. Hey, I do not need to support this person because it supports on who I want to be. Mm-hmm. That actually makes a lot of sense. Sometimes I, mean, I do. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never thought about it that way. Um, That's the great thing about coaching, because coaching has you think of things differently um, mm -hmm. to break that mindset. Yeah. I do have another um, person at 1230, but I wanted to I wanted to ask you if there's anything that you wanted to say to the audience or tell just to give you some time to just like have open mic for you. Really? I thought that's what I've done the whole time. (laughs) Um, Well, I give you two open mics this time. You can double fist the mics. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's going to make the mic drop so much better. Um, (laughs) So, well, first let me say um, this has been super enjoyable. And for your viewers, if they do, if they're at that point where they just really are lost um, or they feel that coaching is good for them, come and see me. I'll give you 10% off if you mention this podcast. Um, second of all, um, I just want to say that this is what it's about. You know, it's about human connection. It's about meeting people that bring the best out of you and you being the person that brings the best out of you as well. Um, and again, it's okay not to have the answers. It's okay to say I'm wrong. It's okay to fail. Um, so if you look at all of the successful people um, in the world, they've all failed. They've all failed hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay because it doesn't, the failure is not what matters. What matters is how you pick yourself up and move on. Mic drop. <laughs> boom. Boom. <laughs> Two. Boom. Boom. <laughs> so we we need to give a special a special call so we can make sure that they um Perfect. listen to it. Put it in. Put it in the email like title. Okay. So come yeah, up with it. That's perfect. Um, you know, anytime anybody wants to move forward, I'll help them. Um, mm-hmm. If you're committed, I'm committed. You know, let's let's do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put. We're gonna say this. The the code would be um, fire D. Fire no. D. No, no, not fire D. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't like that. Um, what about what? I don't like that. Um, 
like that. Fire me. Jeez, I'm my own boss and I'm firing myself now. Shit. <laughs> um, so uh, why don't we do, why don't we do um, what lights your fire? Or no, because that's my podcast. Um, fire me up. Fire me up. There, there it is. Fire me up. So when you contact D, um, what's the email that they can get at you? Yeah. So it's D. How, how, how do you, how do you want them to contact you? Yeah. Anyway, honestly. Um, okay. So I'm on multiple uh, formats. So I'm on LinkedIn um, and it's just D Hoke, um, which is D-E-E-H-O-C-H. Um, and then I'm also on Polywork. Um don't ask me what that is. It's D Hoke. It, it's new. It's new. It's, it's an it's amazing new. It's, platform. But it, it is. Yeah. Anyway. That's how we met. So shout yeah. out to Polywork. Yeah, for real. I, it's been it's been crazy. So if you're you're not on Polywork, definitely go on. Polywork. You should get yeah. I got like forty people that's reached out to me to come on here. Yes, me too. I was like, oh my god, I had to put a stop. I was like, I was like, here. Gotta do the same. To make it separate form, I'm like, okay, let's do a new process, but it's failing and it's okay because that's how you learn, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when you reach out to D, just mention that that um phrase, fire me up, yeah. and um, get that 10% discount. So, D, before I let you get out of here, I do like to have a little fun, and um, so first, while I get my little game app up, um, I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. What do you listen to? So in those dope white headphones that you have on, what music are you listening to? Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, so I actually listen to a lot. So I'm, I love the 90s um, because, mm. you know, when I grew up. So I listen to a lot of 90s hip hop. Um, I listen to, um, I also like. Oh, you are from New York. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Jay-Z, like all of it. Um, so. I, I really, I, I just, I love hip hop. I love the, um, you know, just R&B uh, with just R&B. And then I also like pop. So really anything that I can shake to, anything that I can dance to, I like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> some, something with some um, like 150, what, beats per minute BPM? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I want something that's going to fire me up. Gotcha. So I'm going to ask you five of these would you rather questions and get your answer. You know, my 12-year-old so, does this to me, just to let you know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Go for it. I'm, let's see what I've heard. <laughs> okay. So this one, I, the, the last person, let me see. Okay. Would you rather have everything you've ever wanted but die in one year or live your life as it is now? Like as it as my life is right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather be the first person to walk on Mars via a one-way trip or never travel to space? Yeah, I don't have to travel to space. That's okay with me. <laughs> I'm good. My feet are good on the ground. Thank you. It's like stuck on Mars. I don't know about that. Like, who else is up there? Yeah, I don't want to be there alone. They made that. Didn't they make a movie like that? And the guy was, the kid was just like alone. Yeah, no, nobody wants to be isolated yeah. on a whole other planet. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather have? Uh, would you rather never have another embarrassing fall in public, or never feel the need to pass gas in public again? 
So <laughs> I've done both in public. I mean, like we all have, right? <laughs> um, so would I rather do one or the other? Is that what you said? Yeah. So would okay. you rather never have an embarrassing fall in public or would you never feel the need to pass gas in public again? Probably that one. I would, I would want to, I like, I fall in public a lot. Like, it's okay. It's cool. <laughs> okay. Two more. Um, would you rather be stuck on an island with a killer or stuck in the ocean with hungry sharks? Killer. Cause I could totally, mm -mm, yeah. Killer. <laughs> Give me that killer. Give me a machete and a killer. I'm good. Yeah. I was thinking about the movie with the sharks, with the, the, People that went out on the boat in the shark, they stayed out there in the sharks. I can't remember the name of that. Is it 48 was, meters down? Is that the one? Something like yeah, that. that was it's it's yeah. been a while. No, I see. I don't, I don't do animals that could eat me. I don't do it. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I probably could take the killer out, plan, set some traps or right. something. Like my eyes yeah. are much better than like a right. sea full of sharks. <laughs> right. Right. There's no coming out of that. At least that you could come out of it, you know? <laughs> the whole swimming thing to ocean like you can only hold your breakfast it's like a lot oh, of right. different variables in that well and um, sharks aren't the only thing that can kill you in the ocean true this is true mm -hmm. <laughs> would you rather find true love or cure cancer well i already have true love so uh, i will uh, say well let's cure cancer, cure cancer. Mm -hmm. there you go that's what's up Love it. Well, all righty. Um, so do you have anything coming up that you want everybody to know about or? Um, just my leadership program. Um, you know, if, if you're a leader and, you know, you think that you could do better, you know, because we all could do better, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think you can do better and this is something that's interested in you, give me a call. We'll, we'll check it out, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. And you already dropped all your contact information, right? You told that already. Uh, in the in the comments. Um, no, like just when we were talking about the um, hit you up with the oh fight. Did I finish? Your... Yeah, no, I I think I just said I'm on LinkedIn and everywhere else. Do you want me to say my email address so you can put it in there? Um, you can. I have it in the um, oh. Calendly, so yeah, you don't have okay. to do that. But I can put it all in the the comment section and everything. So. Well, I know that you have to go, but let me just say that this has been amazing. I really, I'm so glad that I did this. Thank you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And I would absolutely love to work with you on other projects if you're interested. So yeah, we definitely have to um to to stay in contact. Yep. Um, and just to let everybody know, I guess to give Polywork a, a plug here. So Polywork is kind of like LinkedIn, um, but it's more it's built around collaboration. So right. the entire app, it's like if somebody has a, a app that they're building and they need beta testers, or mm -hmm. if somebody has a research project and they need people to um, collaborate and be a part of that research, or if you just want to be a part. So it's kind of like if you have something or if somebody else has something, right. so you can either like host it or be a part of it. So that's right. the whole premises around Polywork, which I think is kind of ingenious given that, social media is all about collaboration now and that's you know a lot of people have been using things like instagram um to collaborate but polywork makes it so much yeah. more easier because it's specifically for collaborating and not necessarily building your brand um right. i think i think something i just use instagram for an example i think 
Instagram is focused. Primary is building your brand with a um, secondary or a, a, like a side effect of that is you get these opportunities to collaborate where Polywork is um, collaborating, but as a part of that, a byproduct of that is that you get to build your brand as well. Right. So, right, yeah. e- exactly. And you know, we both put our podcast stuff out there and just got bombarded with requests. Like I've been trying for six months to get people. Um, you know, from LinkedIn and I've gotten good, you know, with LinkedIn, LinkedIn's great, but, um, Polly, I've definitely been more successful. I've had more movement, we'll say in Polly. Yeah. Yeah. I think outside of Polly work, cause I have the same thing. I had to do more, I guess, cold calling, but actively Mm -hmm. going out there and you had to put in more work for Polly work and just post it. And it's like, God damn. I'm like, I was like, I like, I'm like, you, I was like, I gotta cut this thing off because yeah. It's, it's a lot, you know, you're trying to run a business and then do yep. the podcast and like set up all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it was a new process um, for me yeah. at least because I was doing it through somewhere where I had to email the person and I was having people come and spend 15 minutes with me beforehand. And, you know, mm. I value people's time. I value my time. So I was like, let's just do a link and, you know, well, I'll just get to you when I can. I want to hear your story, but, you know, can't do mm-hmm. it right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Like you said, I really I enjoyed this. Um, you know, I love your energy. I, I think that um, I will say this. I think that you're like really authentic, like with like your big energy. You know, you I yeah. meet some people and you can kind of just tell like it's a put on because right. there is this personality or persona that that they're trying to perceive. And then they get off camera and they go right back to being a, a Grinch. Yeah. But I really think that yeah. your energy is, is authentic. So. Yeah. Like I can't do that stuff. Like, and, and, and again, with like, you know, that's why authenticity is so important because you don't have to turn it off when you're at work and turn it on when you're mm-hmm. at home or vice versa. You're just authentic. This is just who you are all the time. Less internal struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's great. And we'll definitely have to keep in touch. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Have a great day. All righty.